This podcast is a Majestic Giraffe production. For more information and more content, visit MajesticGiraffe.com. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkiest Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we are talking Aftermath with Dunk from Club Jade. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Dunk! Thank you! We couldn't think of a better person to discuss the start <laughs> of the new expanded universe. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> Settle in, folks. And before we go too much further, a note from our sponsors. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Woo-hoo! Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details or head directly to patreon.com slash Tashi Station. And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry, but mostly Star Wars. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast, including some new The Force Awakens merchandise put out on Force Friday, along with everything else on the internet. So yes, we did launch a Patreon a couple weeks ago um, because Audible is utterly worthless in providing anybody <laughs> with ad revenue. Um, everyone has Audible. That's yeah, the problem. Everybody's got Audible. Uh, so essentially what we're offering is uh, if you kick in a couple bucks, we're really thankful and there are some things that uh, you're eligible for at certain levels. At uh, $5, you get the weekly puppy package, <laughs> which will be weekly photographs of show mascots Mara and Jade. Who are currently laying down doing nothing. At $10 a month, you get access to the uh, monthly giveaway of cool swag. This will be... Books. Books and stuff. Uh Uh-oh, we lost Dunk. Ah, She's coming back. Books and stuff and any other merch we get. And Dunk's back now. Yay! Or not. (laughs) And at $20, uh, you get access to an original short science fiction story by Nancy. Yes, because I like to write stuff, and, you know, I can write for you. Yep. And you can tell me what to write. Exactly. And, oh, now Dunk's back for real. Yay. Yay. I dropped. Oh, stupid Skype. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a show if Skype didn't drop out on someone. Yeah, so (laughs) we will say that we do have some stretch goals to borrow from kickstarter uh if we hit fifty dollars a month we're going to unlock it's not called stretch goals i know it's milestones whatever at 50 bucks if we hit 50 bucks a month we're going to unlock a clone wars slash rebels commentary track once a month at 75 dollars we're going to unlock a second tabletop episode a month yes and we'll be starting the tabletop soon yes apparently yes yay 
<laughs> so moving on, Nancy, what's new on the blog? We, <laughs> what isn't new Get on the blog? Comfy. Uh, well, we, I wrote a post with all of our Dragon Con coverage because there was too much of it. So you can go there to look at podcasts and uh, uh, reviews and stuff. Every, everything from Dragon Con, basically. I wrote blurbs for all of the panels that we were on. Um, and then, of course, we have Aftermath reviews. So we've got one from Bria and one from Emily, and then we did our go no go. Um, I reviewed Lost Stars, uh, the new Claudia Gray novel. Uh, Bria and Bria wrote about Nashwin Rider and the True Power of the Empire, and then I reviewed Weapon of a Jedi. Bria reviewed Moving Target, and we'll have a review for Smuggler's Run. I think that's the name of it. Up soon. <laughs> There's too many books. Um, and then we also had a new staff writer join us, Matthew Bowers, who uh, was the founder of Majestic Giraffe. And he reviewed Rebel Season 1, the Blu-ray set, and also Ray's Speeder. Uh, he built the Lego set. And he really loves Legos, so he will probably be building more Legos and putting them on the website. Cause, and then if you watch, there's a time-lapse video of him making it and his cat walks in front of it at one point. It's very cute. Um, in comics news, we reviewed uh, Darth Vader number nine and then also uh, what came out yesterday, Lando and Star Wars. She reviewed those two. And then um, she did not review Shattered Empire, which came out last week because she is waiting for the trade because it's only four issues um it's so pretty and good you should i actually wrote read it i read a comic so we should oh my god i know i know so we should talk about it i liked it but i still like reading books better i can't i can't help it i try i've tried it's it's a very pretty comic it is a pretty comic and there are pretty people in it one of whom you know. Okay, everyone else skip ahead five <laughs> minutes into the recording. Because we're going to need to talk about this. This is how, by the way, how Brian convinced me to read it. Because he said, you, he goes, you have to read this. And I'm like, why? I was just going to wait. He, he, re, he wrote back to me, Sergeant Dameron. And I said, boom, I'm in. <laughs> Tell me how to read it. So, yeah. I, I like the idea that Poe Dameron could be an Endor baby. I mean, I don't think if it's an idea, I think it was very much applied, <laughs> but I mean. We'll also, see. there are a lot of pretty in those jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I liked, I liked though that they kept it a secret um, because A, it played on everyone's bias that they'd have the same last yeah, name. Yeah. Like, oh, another bunch of nobodies. Yeah. You have no connection to anything. Yeah. And, and it turns out to be, yeah. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. And then the solicit, because they said they just used her name. Yeah. So it was like they both had the same name. Yeah. And so now everyone is like, oh, people don't change their name in Star Wars. I'm like, well, they can if they want to. Why is why is that even <sighs> a new discussion? I That's, don't know. <laughs> I'm like, really, people? Where you're, have you been? You're preaching to the choir. I know. I was so I angry know. when everyone started referring to Leia as Leia Solo. In the expanded universe, yeah. I'm like, no, it keep it consistent. Leia Organa Solo. It's not Leia Solo. It's and also 
like I think they did that with Mirax too. They called her like Mirax Horn. I'm like, Ugh. They, they, yeah, they were doing it with Mara towards the end too. <sighs> no, Ugh. yeah, it's like no, guys, no. You have the holocron now. You cannot. You cannot. Well, never mind. They don't have it anymore. I guess <laughs> they don't have it anymore. But it's like it's like there was no excuse for it at that point. You know, if that yeah. had happened, like in Crystal Star, she was Leia Solo. No one would have blinked. Yeah, it was but, just them being lazy. They didn't want to type up another word. <laughs> But yeah. Hey, and you know how many people were complaining how short the books were? They probably could have used them. <laughs> yeah. Dumbest complaint ever, but you know, hey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all our stuff. And uh, oh yeah, so Shattered Empire, we all liked it. Yeah. 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 I, I I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the uh, like new take on the Battle of Endor, like showing the other pilots and stuff. I will admit, I was searching for people i knew <laughs> i'm probably gonna do that for you know for a while but i think that you just can't help it you can't help do it you know is there a blonde guy in the background <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i liked it I'll, I'll read i'll read more but i mean it's post return of the jedi comic so i mean it's not that hard to try to get me to read it <laughs> no which now brings us to Fixtures Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. And as per tradition, Nancy, we start with you. I read Shattered Empire. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, and I read a whole bunch of other Star Wars books that came out. Um, I'm currently reading Moving Target and then Smuggler's Run. And then I'll be done with all of them. Because Lost Stars was really long. <laughs> oh my God. God, it was. It was very long but um and then i uh there was force friday happened so we bought a bunch of toys brian is currently playing with one of them the x-wing uh is that the this black is the, series X-Wing? no this is the uh oh, disney oh the disney one yeah the disney die cast x-wing yeah i bought yeah, i don't think i don't think there's black series x-wing yet just the oh. tie fighter yeah we had got that one right yes and then uh, I bought the little tiny Ray's speeder and brought that to work. Uh, and but yeah, bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, it it's both a blessing and a curse to live near Disney World right now because pretty much every park has a store dedicated to Star Wars now. I'm hugging a plush BB-8 from one of those parks. Plush BB-8. <laughs> and. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Animal Kingdom had a Star Wars store, although we never go there. It'd be all Ewok merch. It would. Um, and then uh, there was this little thing called Dragon Con, which we were at, and uh, saw a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Dragon Con was fun. It was like Celebration Light. I've, I have never seen the track as... The track was packed packed as it was this year yeah were, were they in the same room that they've been in yes in the marriott that yes. little thing? yes but yeah. thankfully uh dragon con is was uh giving the track the yeah. big ballrooms for certain the events force now. awakens one was in one of the hyatt Uh-oh. ballroom or no i'm sorry one hilton. of the hilton ones so it was bigger oh, okay. um the one last year was in another ballroom in the marriott but it wasn't it was only like 500 seats or something. It was not big enough. And this one, they they moved it, I think. I, I don't know what the capacity was, but it was a lot bigger. Um, and thankfully, they didn't have to turn anyone away this year, which was nice. Um, but yeah, like all the authors panels, uh, the first one was like standing room only. Uh, I think the 
thing the production of jedi doth return was standing room only um and even like the panels we didn't think were gonna be that crowded like the star wars and disney parks panel that was i mean it wasn't full but it was it was about 90 percent capacity and it was right after the parade too which you know people are kind of straggling in so but yeah they (laughs) yeah they're gonna be busting at the same soon and i don't know if there's any track rooms bigger bigger than they could yeah. give them dragon but... con appears to have become the de facto non-celebration star wars convention <laughs> yeah you know I, I saw the numbers on dragon con and Crazy. what was it seven seventy seventy thousand yeah that's bigger than celebration and celebration an actual convention center yeah it's yeah it was nuts oh my god They're... i love dragon con but oh my god yeah we it we is. pretty much just hid around the star wars track room the whole time yeah there was one time i wanted to go to the another hotel for a panel and i just said i'm not going back through the skywalks i'm staying here and reading (laughs) aftermath in the bar and so we did (laughs) that was actually a fun way to spend it it was a good decision yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean it's it's definitely a, a different type of con as we all know but it's Really, Saturday was the only day I felt like it was completely out of control. Sunday was a lot better, but Saturday yeah, well, is, Saturday's always out of hand. Yeah, so. but yeah, that's that's about what I've been up to and spending all my money. Because you can talk about what we bought, Brian. <laughs> oh dear, all the things we bought. Let's see. Um, we bought the Disney diecast X-wing and Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. We've got three new Funko figurines. A uh, Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. a Phasma, and a BB-8. Of course. Uh, we got a ton of action figures as I swivel my mic well, over here to take a look at we it. We have Ray, uh, Finn, and Poe, and then we also got Kylo Ren. We found Kylo, Kylo this weekend. I couldn't pass him up. Have not found Phasma, although I've heard that she's been sighted at Disney World, so we might have to go and find her. Um but you didn't talk about the best thing we got. Yes, we did manage to track down a Sphero BB-8, but I'll Yay. let you tell the story because it's not as funny coming from me. <laughs> so one of our friends was at Downtown Disney at uh, Once Upon a Toy, which we had been at the night before, by the way. And she tweeted a photo of the store because it's all this one section is all Star Wars. Brian <laughs> tweets back at her, is that a Sphero BB-8? And she wrote, where? And he's like, right behind the counter. It's like a little tiny speck in the picture. You Hidden behind a monitor. See it. So she went back, uh, asked about it, and apparently someone had returned it because they were angry that the head kept falling off. The head kept what? falling out because A, it's a magnet and it's supposed to. And also, they hadn't taken the tape off. <laughs> That's great. So we benefited from that person's stupidity because they could have gone on eBay and sold it for like $500 or more. So yeah, now we have BB-8 and Jade loves BB-8. Jade wants to play with BB-8 all the time and knock his head off. Uh, she did that about five times before. And I feel bad because she just wants to play with him, but... She bats him and boop, head goes flying and it was a lot of money. So I'm going to have to find something else for her that's remote control that she can play with. They do have that cheaper target BB-8. They do. That might work. But yeah, it's adorable. It's adorable. Uh, right. It is worth 
it's one of the rare things <laughs> where the marketing actually undersells how magical and wonderful it is. It's so great. <laughs> Although, uh, if you have little kids or little cousins and they want to play with it, um, tell them not to run it into walls because my cousin was slamming it into the walls. And while I know its head is designed to fall off, it made me cringe every time. So I finally pretended that the battery was dead <laughs> and got it away from her. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Dunk. Well, I was not as industrious as you guys were. In <laughs> fact, um, well, <laughs> I had some car, th- I had a car thing. So I was like, yeah, I'm not buying the BB-8. Um, but I did, I did buy, let's say I bought the Hot Wheels Kylo Ren car. <laughs> because I, I've always loved Hot Wheels. I don't know, even when I was little, I loved Hot Wheels. So I bought the Hot Wheels Kylo Ren. I'm not ashamed. Do you drive around and go, watch out, it's Kylo no. Ren. No, <laughs> watch out, it's Kylo Ren. Yeah, I should. But it's so cute and little. Um, and I also, just uh, like Kylo. Just like Kylo. And I bought... Um, some of those little dog tags at Target. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm not a collector at all. But here's the thing, and people are probably going to yell at me for this. The same day I was at Target, they had the Black Series, Kylo and Ray and Finn. And there was a fourth one that I can't remember. And I did not buy them. Because they were like eight, what are they, 18 bucks each? We were at uh, Disney and they had the Ray with the BBA and we were going to get it. And <laughs> we were like, and then I was like, no, those are too freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I just, I can't bring myself to spend 18 bucks on an action figure, especially when you know they're going to be probably going to be in the clearance bin in like three or f- in like five months. Yeah. Th- that, so many of them. That, and we really only collect the uh, smaller action yeah. figures. Yeah. Yeah, like if I'd seen if I'd seen like the Phasma, I would have totally bought the Phasma. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But yeah, I just I couldn't they were the only, they had one of each and I I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, actually the the Kylo that we bought was actually we found it at Kohl's of all places. Oh, yeah. I was I was at Kohl's too and I saw a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and they um it was one but it's one of the like more expensive ones so i haven't actually taken it out of the package because if i find like the regular version cheaper i'll re- i'll return that one and get it I, j- I mostly just bought it just in case i can't find him um yeah and, the meyer the meyers up here actually have a ton of yeah, stuff i was on i went with my mom to Coles, and i'm like i want to see what they have cuz i know they had all the shirts and i wanted to buy some of them and I tried on seven shirts at Kohl's that were not all of them. And I'm like, holy crap, what is happening in the world that I am able to do this? It was great. That's the other thing. I did buy one of the Kohl's shirts. Which one? Uh, the one with the poster on it. The tie-dye oh. one- looking one? No, no, no. Oh, the V-neck one. Yeah, the V-neck I one. I love that one. It does not fit me, and I'm very upset. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's a really pretty shirt. Like yeah, that. I'm like I have so few. I realize in celebration how few Star Wars shirts I have. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying, and I'm really picky about. And honestly, I'm super picky about graphics, like super picky. And then plus, you know, add that to plus size, which means that's why I have like no no Star Wars shirts. So, but I, I've had I've had some luck recently uh, with uh, Torrid and now Coles. Yeah. So I think I have three now. Yeah, Coles had Coles wow. had I think all of them were in plus sizes, which was nice. Oh yeah, most of them were. They, they pissed me off that they were all tank tops, but you know, yeah. that's, that's me. I hate tank tops. Yeah, but yeah, that <sighs> they. I, but yeah, they they had so much. 
Yeah, and I and saw I was, some... I was shocked to look and see that that both they were both in both sizes. I know. Or both size ranges. I saw some people complaining that their shirts were so expensive and it does kind of suck that they're so expensive when the guy shirts are like $10. But um they are really nice and they're very well made, so I think they're worth the price that they are. Do we lose Dunk again? I think we may have lost Dunk again. Uh, so Skype. We'll... Skype. We'll, con- we'll continue on and try to get her back. Yeah. Boop, boop, I'm gonna boop, mute boop. her line so we don't get that background noise. <laughs> All right, Deke's dirt news from around fandom, and we start with Rebels. We have a premiere date. Yes, October fourteenth, uh, Wednesday. Which I don't know why they're changing to Wednesday. Hi. Yes, you're oh, back now. You're back. I'm sorry. Why am I dropping? I don't know. Skype. Is I blame awful. Skype. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Do you want to finish your... Uh, no, I think I was rambling, so okay. probably just as well. <laughs> Cut you off. Um, but yeah, uh, Rebels is coming back October 14th. Uh, I don't know why they changed Wednesday, and I don't know why they changed to 9.30, uh, but okay. Uh, and they had a new uh, video all about the clones, so... You know, I'm okay with it because I was getting really annoyed about having to miss Jane the Virgin to watch the freaking <laughs> Rebels. So I don't know that I'm watching anything on Wednesdays, but hey, huh. it's better. Oh, are you least. actually watching it as it airs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to last for the entire <laughs> season. Because at the end, I was like, can we just get this over with? Yeah. I'm so impatient you, with Rebels. You're you know? looking at I'm a 22 like, episode run this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> that, that's okay. You've got you've got James who can watch it for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. James can watch it. James can tweet about it. I'm just like, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's okay. And it, it hasn't annoyed me as much as as the Clone Wars did. It's but better than Clone Wars. That's not hard. You can't <gasps> say that. People get mad. Oh, at us. I can't say Nancy. it's better than Clone Wars. I'm allowed to have my Nancy, opinion. Nancy, they're going to be mean to us. I oh no. <laughs> I didn't say Clone Wars was bad. I said Rebels was better than Clone Wars. Do we need another movement getting mad at us, Nancy? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, come on. It's fine. <laughs> Clone Wars sucked. It was Gums Glad it was canceled. Oh, I was so relieved when it was canceled. <laughs> I was like, thank God. Well, Finally, this is over. Well, mostly I was just kind of like, like, I could understand people being bad that their show is canceled. Like, yeah, everyone's bad when their show is canceled. But once they announce Rebels, I'm like, all right, you can give up the bring back the Clone Wars now because the they're day, producing another show. The day they announced Rebels is the day I lost all patience with the Clone Wars yeah. wailing. I was like, you know what? No, you're getting another show. You know they're going to bring us. I was saying this be- ages ago. You know they're going to bring us Soka back. Yeah. Don't even start with me. Was and look, I was right. <laughs> Jesus, we thought we were going to be the ones ranching tonight. <laughs> that'll well, that'll we, come later. We, yeah, it's still early. Yeah, and uh, in uh, in in news that I know Dunk is excited about, the art of Star Wars: The Focus, The Force Awakens drops on you guessed it, December eighteenth. Yay! Lock, yay! <laughs> art, yay! Art. Those, yeah, those books. I love those books. I mean, even. Honestly, to me, the, the art of books were the highlights of the prequels. <laughs> they were the, my favorite part of the entire run up to all those movies. And I like I, I found somehow I found Attack of the Clones, the Attack of the Clones one in like a used bookstore. Totally randomly. It was it's got like the library cover, plastic cover and everything. And after that, I went and I found the Phantom Menace and I found the 
originals, and now I have them all, and I love them. And I scanned a whole bunch of shit from them, and I put it on Tumblr ages ago, but <laughs> maybe I'll bring them back. Maybe I'll go find my scans and bring them back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is cool. Uh, also, uh, in news rel- more relevant to Brian and my interests, uh, Star Wars Land will begin construction next year in 2016. When in 2016? Oh, boy. When in 2016? Who the hell knows? Because that's Disney time. <laughs> so how long do these things usually take? <laughs> uh, well, Pan- um, Pandora's they- been in construction for five years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They're probably going to move quite a bit faster, though, because they only yeah. seem half-heartedly interested in Pandora yeah. at any point. Yeah, the thing with Pandora is they're they're not going to have another movie for ages. Yeah, so they're not... With Star Wars, they're having movies every goddamn yeah. year from now to eternity, so they want this up ASAP. Yeah, um, I could see them finishing some parts of it, like, pretty soon, but I think by the time the entire thing is done, it's probably going to be at least, 20, like, I would say 2020 is a good bet for it, the whole thing being done. And yeah, they, are, they are also doing Toy Story Land at the same time, and they're also going to be, like, substantially rearranging the parking and the entrance of the park, so that whole park is going to be completely different. So Come the middle of next year, Hollywood Studios will be down to four attractions. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I... And I know there was like talk about uh, Star Wars weekends, like was there going to cancel it and stuff. And I really can't see them canceling it this this year because I think it's way too soon. It makes way too much money. Um, but I can see them saying, "All right, 2016 is the last Star Wars weekend. Go hog wilds!" And because <laughs> people will go and buy all the merchandise like they do. And then they'll bring it back in five years and make a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, they will. I mean, I can see totally see them doing that. I mean. This year, they already announced, you know, Osborne Lights is coming back, but this is the last year. And so they're giving everyone notice because, you know, it'll everything will be under construction next year. They can't do it. So I can see them doing something like that with Star Wars Weekend saying, because of construction, this is the last year will be. Yeah, they, they do also have that uh, flex theater that they're fast tracking yes. construction on. So I'm not sure if they fast track construction on that if they weren't planning to use it for... I mean, it's on the calendar, while. so. It, it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I will be upset if they don't have Star Wars Weekends because they actually have, like, all the stuff to talk about next year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I assume that this at this point I will, I will actually go to Disney World next time. We're in, we're in Orlando. Yay! Maybe Yay. it'll be in April and not August. If it's in April, yeah, yeah, yes, please be in April. I mean, even I Ugh. would prefer that. <laughs> I hate you know. I here's the thing. I have humidity here. I don't need to go to Florida for it. Mm-hmm. In August, well, in I, March, yes, I will happily come to Florida in March when it is freaking <laughs> freezing and we're getting the last snowstorms. Fine. <laughs> But do not make me go to frickin' Florida in August. I'm sorry, Lucasfilm. That was uncalled for. <laughs> Twice. Twice! Th- th- thankfully, it appears we are back on the spring schedule. I hope so. Oh, I hope please. so. Or even, you know, if they... Well, no, because next year's in Europe, isn't it? I was like, yeah. what about next year? Because oh, I God. have to go to Disney World in August when Brian's family comes, vi- comes to visit us, and it's sucky. <laughs> this is the only we- way I go out. For to see, but yeah, 
And on that note, it's time for Big's Bullshit, the Star Ooh. Wars film news and rumors that are bullshit. out there. <laughs> and we're starting with Rogue One starting to film and episode eight, too. Yes. Why not? Yep. They're but filming. In, but in sad news, <laughs> Beard Watch has ended again. I know. I I had a note on here about for Mark Hamill not to kill himself because there was that article that he nearly died on Skilling Michael. And then he tweeted, uh, no, that didn't happen. And I was like, I'm shocked. People were lying in a British tabloid. What? Um, but apparently there people tweeted pictures of him at a local pub in Ireland and his beard is gone. The beard is gone. <sighs> so yeah, cue everyone speculating. Well, he only filmed this many days and what does that mean? And blah, 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 blah. But he did say he had to get up early for filming the next day. I know. So maybe he shaves mm. his beard in the movie. I don't know. He's returned to civilization. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe Ryan, Ryan Johnson's like, okay, fine, Mark. You can shave, shave the damn beard. <laughs> I don't know. I know Mark was very happy because he does not <laughs> like the beard. And Pity. And uh, finally, some speculation. When will TFA tickets go on sale? According to Full of Sith and their sources, it may be October 19th. I'm going to defend Full of Sith here. It's not their sources. They actually call well, theaters. Well, yeah. They, their Real sources theaters. being actual yeah. theaters that you too can call. Theaters! Anyone yeah. can call them and find yeah. out whether they are, whether yes. they are correct. Yeah. I, you know, what? This would be really easy to guess, though. I mean, figure out, find out, I don't know, what movie's coming out on, what's three months from now? Uh, what comes out on, on oh, I can't, I can't. Three math. months from now is Star Wars. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe not. never mind. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what movies to, they could attach it to, but then I also remember uh, they're Star Wars. They don't have to attach it to anything. They can just no, drop it on the internet. Out. Yeah, you just drop it on the internet, and everyone will. I will write about it for work. Mm-hmm. That's that's how crazy these things yeah. are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. So yeah, we don't know uh, October nineteenth. Basically, stay tuned. I'm sure, though, every theater company in the world will want you to know when you can buy Force Awakens tickets. Fandango's yeah. still trying to get us to put an ad on their site so <laughs> people can pre-order through us. Yeah. So, yeah, they they want you to buy the Force Awakens tickets. And I want to buy them. <laughs> so, uh, I remember having to go to the theater to buy tickets for The Phantom Menace. Oh, God. <sighs> I remember calling up and asking when Revenge of the Sith tickets would come on sale, and the lady on the phone was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you could just tell. You didn't say that, but you could just tell her. It, it, she's like, oh, "It's you. this day. It's uh, on the marquee." I'm like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, I hate those people, so I will never be one of those people again. But now that we have the internet, no. Thank you, internet. I know. Thank God. I don't think they even had a website back then. <laughs> What's a website? Local chains, goddammit. <laughs> okay, it's time for Cammy's Concerns and this week's discussion topic, Aftermath. And we're going to spoil the ever-loving daylights out of this. Yeah, so if you have Sorry. not read Aftermath and you don't want to be spoiled, Get leave. out. 
leave or forever hold your peace. Do not blame us. Because um, I already did one panel where I didn't talk about it because I hadn't read it yet. But now I have, so I can talk about it now. <laughs> uh. It feels like it was so long ago, though. Like, I know it's like, what, two weeks since it came out? I know. But it feels like I'm like, oh, well, Aftermath. This it's is like, the first, that was like a month ago. This is the first book where I think everyone was reading it at the same time. Because like, they really sent out only like 10 arcs to people. You yeah. Know? And so, like, everyone on the internet was reading it at the exact same time, and I think everyone was reading it super fast, so they wouldn't get spoiled. Um, but yeah, so, um, we'll talk about bad things first, and just briefly, because, you know, whatever, people are dumb. But, (laughs) (laughs) so, here's, here's a rule for people. Don't write a review for a book if you haven't read it yet. Bad or good. Just don't do that. End of story. I don't care what your reasons are. I don't care if the guy murdered your puppies. Don't write a review for a book you haven't read. And writing reviews gives it more play with Amazon, even if they're bad. Yeah. So How, How do people not know this? Yeah. So basically, what happened was that there were a bunch of people who got online and reviewed Aftermath, like within hours of it coming out giving it one-star reviews uh, for a variety of reasons, some of which being it's not Legends. Uh, Chuck Wendig writes horribly um, based on the excerpts because they hadn't read the whole book. And also because uh, of the gaze. So uh, all three of those things are not valid reasons. I mean, well, if you don't like the writing, okay, that, yeah, I guess the that's writing. a valid reason. But read the whole book first, yeah, please. Or at least more of it. Um, and so Chuck Wendig very eloquently addressed the whole gaze issue. On and his by blog. eloquently, we mean full of wonderful cursing. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, if you have a problem with that still, get out. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Everyone in Star Wars is turning gay. So <laughs> you just have to deal with it. Every book is going to have a gay character. And that's just the way it is, and we're sorry that you are close-minded. And you know, I hear, I hear in book two he's gonna make Luke gay. <laughs> no, he's Luke is dead. <laughs> I wouldn't object. Luke is gay and dead. <laughs> so Luke's gay force ghost shows up in book two. Exactly. And he I speak ungrammatically as well. Yeah, I I want nothing more than for Chuck to put in book have. Sinjir have a romance in book two or three because that would piss so many people off like that's the responsible reaction make him have a romance well this is they're so low key yes and two I have to wonder did these people miss you know Ugh. Did these people miss the gay mandos back in the day I think they were really easy they were really easy to miss yeah so I can see you know they could have read that as you know one of the people as a woman woman because they were weird names but yeah yeah i'm just like really this isn't new guys no it's not and it's 2015 (laughs) even if you don't like it deal shock you yeah it's really the least yeah you should deal but at least very least it should not shock you yeah because this is not porn (laughs) although according to some of the reviews there was gay sex in the book and i want to know where that (laughs) was because i want to read that i missed it 
did they did they like trip and fall into fanfic that night? You know, I know. That, I'm just like where where well not fanfic because fanfic is PG, but yeah, Ao3, Ao3, Ao3. I'm sure there's at least That's, three dozen the Star Wars porns in the 70s. <laughs> I'm sure there's at least three dozen adult fix on uh, Ao3 with the title Aftermath. Oh so. God, <laughs> no. Um, so that was one of the aspects that there was really bad reviews and also, um, it just made the book get more play on Amazon and it ended up being number four on the New York Times bestseller list. So yay. Thanks guys. And I've seen so many people say, you know, I wouldn't have read the the controversy is selling this book. Yeah. You know, people, people pitching fits over gays and pros and whatever else, you know, whatever other imaginary crazy things there are in their heads. It's selling the book. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, and you know, the, the more, you know, finally, you know, they've played, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give Delray one thing. They've played it so safe before now yeah. that it's kind of nice that we have something that's kind of blown up like this. Yeah. Because all those other books, you know, they were so boring. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and John Jackson Miller was like the only decent one out of the, the group. And I couldn't even finish that one because it was Rebels. But that's me. <laughs> They were so dull. And now we have this and it's just gone. Woo. Yeah. It's great. It's definitely uh, gotten people talking. I mean, I, I follow a lot of like, I follow a lot of authors on Twitter and there's been several of them who are reading Aftermath and who would never read a Star Wars book. And one specifically said she had no intentions of reading Aftermath because she doesn't read time fiction until she heard everyone complaining about the gays in Aftermath. <laughs> And yeah. it was the same thing, like, with Fury Road. Like, I had no... I, and I will say, haven't seen it yet. We have to remedy that. But the only reason I want to see it is because all the MRAs were talking crap about it. And I'm like... That is the only reason I saw that movie in the theater. Yeah. The yeah. only... I was like, you know what? Fuck the MRAs. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going So, thanks a lot, bigots. Got yeah. a whole lot of play on this book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, way to go. Fighting the good fight in your own <laughs> crazy, deluded way. So, so you know, the gay thing, they're stupid and stop being bigoted people. Um, also, uh, there were a lot of people who were mad that Aftermath is not Legends. And uh, not going to go into that very much, except to say, let it go! <laughs> let it go! Oh. Yeah, they, they just, yeah. <laughs> I... Oh. Uh, Brian, you wrote about it, Dragon. What, what happened at Dragon Con? Yes, I did. Now stop emailing me. I'm not <laughs> reading them anymore. He's not. He's really not. He's deleting them. Don't don't email him anymore. There's a reason we close comments. Cause, yeah. Uh, mm. But point being, like, it's not coming back. It's like the Clone Wars people. It's not coming back. We, you know, there are things that we will miss. You know, I have dogs named mara and jade dunk comes from club jade <laughs> like no 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 it's club jade remember I'm sorry, yes. jade. it's club not jade. it's not like we don't have a vested interest in the expanded universe and i think that's what pisses me off most about the legends people are like acting like well we've been reading these books for 20 some odd years and blah 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 i'm like you know who else has me <laughs> Yeah, I have also yeah. been reading the books for that long. You know, when you tell me you've loved every single Star Wars book until Aftermath, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, really, yeah. really? 
really? Because yeah. there's just so such a variety of you know the quality of the of the legends books is crazy. There's yeah. even even if it's not something like even if you don't like agree with me and who's bad and who's good, you at least should at least have some variation. Yeah. There should be some authors I mean, you like better than others. There are people who like Kevin J. Anderson the best and hate Timothy Zahn. So yeah, obviously we'll they're figure. so I mean they're gonna everyone has opinions and I remember like once the prequel started coming out and the prequel book started coming out, I basically said to myself, You do not have enough time to read all these books. You have to you you can't read them all anymore. You have to choose. And so I I'm like, how can all these people have read every book? I mean they can't all interest you because they're all so different. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, I, I'm not going to trust your judgment in that case. I mean, I'm just not. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, how do they find it? You know, I, I like to think that a lot of them are like 15 because that makes me feel better <laughs> about their, their, you know, that they're just tearing through them. Because that when I was 15, I tore through books. Yeah. And, you know, it took it took someone like it took basically it took KJ for me to realize everything published was not good. Well, KJ and this other author, Arthur and author who's no one. But <laughs> in, at some point, you know, if you read enough, you've got to realize there's a, vari- a variation in quality. And especially with tie ins, yeah. especially they're not all going to be great. No. And they're I just, mean, it's nature of the beast. And even like even if they are great, like. I mean, there are novels that I see praise on Twitter all the time, and I have no desire to read them because they don't seem interesting to me. Because there are so many books out there, you can't read all of them. So, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad book. It just means I, you know, don't care to read it. So, I mean, if you don't want to read Aftermath because it doesn't interest you, that's fine. But It's not mandatory. Just don't go review it on Amazon because you're not interested. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not going to make Del Rey respect you. No, and like I love all the people who are like, I think I hear Del Rey isn't happy with their, this author, and Del Rey needs to think about firing him and blah blah blah. I'm like, you realize they hired him for two more books, right? I think they're pretty happy with the number four slot on the New York Times bestseller list two weeks in a row. H- hired him initially for one book, liked the product so much they gave him a contract for two more. Yeah, so yeah, and that's solely on the books. The book itself. It's not, it has nothing to do with, you know, the sales or anything. Yeah. <coughs> they that, signed him before this book was out. Yeah. Two and three. Yeah. That was always, because I asked him that and he said it was always a possibility, but, you know, they wisely waited until he turned in the first book uh, and then, uh, you know, said, all right, you can write the next one. So, uh, Aftermath is controversial. <laughs> Some of the reasons are dumb. Oh. Many of the reasons are dumb. Uh, yeah. Most and, like, of the reasons are dumb. Yeah. So the one the one reason why people don't like it that is legit is the prose. Provided they actually gave it a shot. Yeah, provided they actually gave it a shot. So what so I know Brian you liked it. The prose. I, I did. Um I, I may have had a leg up because I devoured Chuck Wendig's Heartland trilogy in like two weeks. Uh-huh. So by the time I picked up Aftermath, you were used to that. Yeah, already. I I had no problems picking up the book yeah. and reading third person present. It just did not phase me at all. Yeah, I had read the first book and I got about halfway through Blackbirds by the time Aftermath came out. So again, I was kind of used to it. Um, the tense didn't bother me. More of the choppy sentences did at first, but I mean, I eventually you know got used to it and. 
I mean, it's it's just a different it's just a style. I mean, like there were thing there's there's things in all books that kind of, you know, chief me off sometimes, but it wasn't enough to pull me out of the book. Yeah, for me, I went in cold because honestly, I looked at that Heartland thing and I'm like, killer corn, no thanks. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm well, it's so also picky. YA, so yeah. Well, I can deal with YA as long as it's not super romantic. Do you like? But ur- anyway, do you like urban fantasy? No. Okay, then never mind. Yeah. yeah never mind. <laughs> but and I was really wary of the prose. You know, after that excerpt, I was like, eh, this is kind of different. But here's the thing: I I started reading it, and I just. And granted, this is the way I read. I read I read so fast and visually that I don't really register the prose unless it's like god awful KJA shit. <laughs> so this did not register with me at all. So that's um, good. Yeah, it just you know it just it was in really easy read. And considering how many of these these Star Wars books I have just just flattened out on, like mm-hmm. not been able to get past like bored out of my skull by like the, the second chapter. Yeah. The fact that I finished this book in like a day is amazing. The fact that you finished it. <laughs> the fact that I finished it because it, yeah, I mean, even like well, like I said about New, a New Dawn, I I was reading that, but I just couldn't finish it cuz I just did not care about these people. And mm. I did not have that problem in Aftermath, which shocked me. I mean, this was the, me. this was the fastest I I've read a Star Wars book since uh, probably Mercy Kill. Yeah, same. God, I can't even. Yeah, I can't even guess guess at that because the last couple of years have been so ugh with Star Wars that. <laughs> so yeah, um... and you know most most people I talked to about this, um, they said yeah for four or five chapters it was it, there was an adjustment period getting used to the pros, and then they settled in, got used to it, and just didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I also wonder if people have read. Out, like we said, have people read books other than Star Wars? Because, I mean, a present tense isn't uncommon, in when you're writing in first person. Like a lot of the YA books that are first person are <clears throat> Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, like Hunger Games is present tense, and pretty much everyone has read those books. Um, it's more common with first person for some reason. Yeah, but I mean, it exists. Just like first person past tense exists, and I mean, like, I, you read authors like there are people who write a certain way. Like Timothy Zahn writes a certain way. He has a very you know, pre diligent style of prose where more some people are more lyrical and some people are more purple. You know, it just mm. you know yeah, like like you have Tim Zahn who's very dry, and then you have your Matt Stovers who's very purple. You know, y- you have different. And I, I really do not get people who the only books or the only fiction they read is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do not. Please do not do that. Please read some other Widen, stuff. Yes. Widen your. And I wonder if that's the reason. You know, I hate to go back to this, but I wonder if that's the reason a lot of people are so mad about the Legends thing. Because those were the only books they were reading. Yeah. That's it's a like, good point. Please. You know, sci-fi is huge. There are so many variations of sci-fi. And you don't even have to stick to Star Wars authors. Honestly, so very few Star Wars authors can I read outside of Star Wars. Yeah. Very few of them. But, you know, find some people you like. See, you know, what people they recommend. And, you know, I 
I grew up a reader, so so to me, it's just very foreign that you look would at, only read one kind of book. Look at the Hugo list for novels. Actually, Maybe not this year. Actually, last you know, year. <laughs> you, you know what? Let me let me give you all of you listeners a great non-Star Wars jumping point. Just go pick up the Mage World books. Yes, I yes. mean we've harped on that for a while. But that's if you haven't read those, them are yet, the most Star Warsy non-Star Wars books you will ever read. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, and then just, you know what? Honestly, just go to the bookstore. It's really easy to do yeah. this. It's easier to do this in the bookstore than it is on Amazon. I'm sorry. Uh, but go to the bookstore and pick up, just pick up books that covers you like mm-hmm. and read the backs. This read, is how I, just yeah. do it. Read Old Man's War. Read, read something Scalzi. Yeah, read some Scalzi. You know, <laughs> pick up whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, um, read uh, Ancillary Justice. You know, yeah, I mean. You know, I was kind of in about that one. I mean, it's. Um, you know. Oh, you know what else is good? Uh, James uh, James, James S. A. Corey, yeah. who is a Star Wars. They are a Star Wars author. Yes. But um, they're uh, uh, the Expanse books, which are going to be on Sci-Fi. So mm-hmm. you know, it's going to yes. be a Sci-Fi thing. I'm looking at my bookshelves. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I love um, my who I'm into now. Really into now is Joe Walton, who has a wide variety of fantasy. She writes like in a different genre with every book. Wow, it's pretty insane. Um. But I mean, even like, yeah, just it, read something. Yeah. And if you start following authors on Twitter, like I follow a lot of authors that I haven't even read their books because I just like them on Twitter. Oh, but yeah. then, but then I'm like, oh, uh, I promise, Jim Hines, I'm gonna read yeah. one of your books one of <laughs> right? these days. But I'm like, okay, I like you. Oh wait, this book looks interesting, so I'll buy. It. Or like, like I follow Cameron Hurley on Twitter, and I don't really read fantasy, but her book was on sale for like a dollar 99 and when that happens i will buy any book that you know happens because that's what i yeah. do so i mean just you know if you follow chuck one dig you're gonna it, it'll say you should follow blah 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 and then you can find all these books to read just, yeah just just try something different yeah but the, go to the library hell yeah the, <laughs> the the roundabout point here is um uh folks who read outside of star wars seem to be a whole lot less bothered by the pros than the folks who read exclusively Star Wars. So yeah. branch out. Brian, were you face palming before about the thing Chuck Wendig just tweeted? Yeah. <laughs> Can I yeah, read that? Please do. <laughs> so speaking of the gays, Chuck Wendig tweeted this little snippet. Another factor that the author creates in this novel is a whole side of Star Wars of the Star Wars universe that is immensely troublesome in the real world today. It is the matter of homosexuality. This is horrible writing. <laughs> horrible writing. It oh my seems god. Like just about every character in this book turns out to be a homosexual, and I really do not appreciate the author bringing re- real-world troubles and political issues into a franchise that should be a getaway from reality. Okay, there were 5 oh. people in the freaking book that were gay or lgbt no, or whatever three no three, right they actually the yes there was a mention one of the interludes the guy mentioned his, the boy mentioned his dad's oh it's okay, very okay. passing but um so yeah that i mean that's how passing it is so if you are gonna say with a straight face that every other character is gay shut the hell up <laughs> well and and yeah the main character of the book is nora yeah she was married to a man and has a son. Mm-hmm. How yep. do you? How do? You, yeah. Jeez. Oh, and you know the jury's still out on wedge. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> he can go either way. <laughs> That's my head cannon. <laughs> he can go either way. Um, oh, but yeah, it's Jesus like people. That's like the idea when people say like there are too many women in the mo- in the book. There are half. That's too many. <laughs> go f yourself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
But yeah, so the, yeah. and your horizons. Yeah, so this is a good time to talk about the characters. So oh, yeah. they had Wedge, which of course you know we all like because he's Wedge, um, and he's actually not in the book a lot. But I thought that I thought how he used him was pretty good. Wedge uh, is a damsel in distress. Yes, how fucking hilarious! Thank you, Chuck Wendig, for that. <laughs> I love you, uh, but. The whole, I like the scene, like scenes when he's trying to escape, and the scene when like Ray come, Ray finds him, and that he escaped. Like that just made me pump my fist because that was so like classic X Wing series wedge, <laughs> and like all the people who are like Chuck Wendig is ruining the expanded universe. Well, he actually has read the X Wing books and said that he read them and really liked them, and while he didn't study them before writing Aftermath. I mean, where else is he going to get Wedge's personality but those books? Because that's where they come from. So pretty much, like, those books informed how he wrote Wedge. So quit whining. (laughs) Although I was very distressed by how many times he made me thought Wedge would die. (laughs) Which I was actually glad about because it was Aaron Alston level of trolling. (laughs) I was like, A plus. Good job. Everyone... Assumed you'd kill Wedge. Yeah, and uh, and that's honestly really annoying. Every oh, Wedge is gonna die. Wedge is gonna die. Not necessarily. Why are why would they kill them? Why would they kill him this early? He's the he's most the- useful character Lit exactly. has right now. Yeah, he is super useful, and especially if he's not in the in the, in the Force Awakens. Especially yeah. if Lawson is like, yeah, no, because they can do whatever they, they, they do want. Anything. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah it's and it's and tough. then you know his kid shows up in episode you know ten cool yeah they don't need they don't need Lawson for that nope exactly um and then there was Ray Sloan who we all know from A New Dawn Admiral Ray Sloan she uh, was channeling a lot of Pelion Pe- oh yeah how do you say that Pelion I don't know Pelly I don't know how to say it I don't know how to say it I yeah. admit it Club Jade yay. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> yeah, she was definitely Peleon. She was a lot of Piet, like, but with a plus five modifier to badass. Yeah, yeah. I liked her more. I think I liked her more in this book than a New Dawn, but I probably just because it, she was well, because she well, was older and yeah. she was had more power. Which yeah, and there was there was really especially in that first scene where she's thinking about you know all the the people that the Empire lost under that was so straight out of Zahn. Yeah, it was. It really was. And 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 I mean. And she saw through the proton torpedo trick that Luke used in Heir to the Empire, (laughs) which (laughs) I was like, ha ha ha, that's awesome. (laughs) That that is a master troll, too. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I liked her. I mean, you know, she's, she's a very good Imperial, you know. She's not evil, you know, she's actually someone you could root for. But mm-hmm. she's on the bad side, you know. Yeah, and it's it's good to have, you know. I think that you forgot this in a lot of places, but it's it's good to have, care, you know, semi competent at the very least Imperials, you know, Imperials you do want to root for. Yes, you don't you don't want you know just. Yeah, that's. I'm hoping that yeah. uh, Donald Gleason in The Force Awakens fits that mold, because I'm probably not going to be running around rooting for Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> but I could, I, I could look out. It's Kylo Ren. But I could root 
for Huck, so we'll see. I'm hope, but yeah, I mean, I've always been fond of Admiral Piet. Like he doesn't have much to do in the trilogy, but I mean, I just feel bad for the dude. He's just doing his job, and Vader's around choking everybody. You know, he's not incompetent. You know, like Ozil or Nita. So yeah, she definitely fits that role well. And yay, a woman doing yeah. that. And that too. Nice to have. Um, and then there were all the new characters. Well, there were some old characters that showed up. Mon Mothma showed up uh, a couple times. and Yeah. I- she needs to rethink a few things. <laughs> really? Like what? <laughs> I mean demilitarizing right after a major conflict's a bad idea? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that might come back to be a bad decision. Gee, I wonder, considering we haven't heard of the New Republic in anything farther yeah. out yet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I do like that she's Chancellor. Um, I like, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it makes sense because it's more of a continuity than the yeah. whole cheap yeah. state thing. Um, and then that they, one of the Imperials referred to Akbar as Grand Admiral Akbar, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Another troll. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it was nice to see all the glimpses of like the older, the, the other characters. And and we we can't not talk about that hyperspace inter- interlude with Han and Chewie. Um, Which we're, is, has to be the setup for another book. It has yeah. to. Yeah, I'm convinced that's either the na- either either one of the spring. Oh, shit. Did I drop again? No, no you're still here. You're still here. Okay. <laughs> it really went quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm convinced that is a setup for an, either one of the spring books, which I'm pretty sure aren't one day, or mm-hmm. or Aftermath too. It's crazy, and everyone's like, "Why did they just put that?" I'm like, "It's obviously a tease." It's obviously, yeah. Come on, I think mean, about it, and that would that would really make sense for them to do right after TFA to have a Han and Chewie. Oh yeah, novel. yes, definitely, and smugglers or whatever, you know. Especially if another moon gets dropped on Chewie in the Force Week. <laughs> <I'm> speaking. <laughs> Speaking of T- TFA2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, aftermath, you mean. Yeah, a- <laughs> Aftermath. Too. Um, Chuck indicated that it was looking like more of a fall release. That's what he that, seemed right? to think. Yeah. But who knows? They can move things up on him all the time. But I, I was in one of the in- interviews he's done recently. I think maybe it was the Hit Fix one, the Harpy. <laughs> um, it seemed He seemed to be implying that they're going to follow a lot of the same characters like Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting, too. So yeah, we'll I, I mean, guess. I don't know if that'll. Yeah, um, and then there are all the new characters um, that kind of started out separately and then end up coming together. There's Nora, who I liked a lot. One of my um, favorite retcons. That she was at the Battle yeah. of Endor. Yeah, reminds me of another character who was retconned into the Battle of Endor. Who Everyone should... was at Endor. The entire rebellion <laughs> was at Endor. It was literally. We know, know that from Lost Stars. <laughs> That is true. Well, if you were a pilot, chances are you were may have, may have been needed mm-hmm. at Endor. Hey, mm-hmm. I I will say they do not not mention Tycho, so he can be wherever I put him, <laughs> and I'm gonna right back in that A wing A wing peeling they off. Didn't, the, they didn't the me- they didn't name those characters, so yeah. But Nora was at the Battle of Endor, so we got to see some flashbacks, which lady pilots, which now. We could actually have a cosplay group at the next celebration of all the named lady pilots because there's actually like a whole handful of them now, which is amazing. Yay! <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, and I remember when people when we were super excited 
Club Jade about there being what there were one or two in Phantom Menace. Yes, there was one Maybe lady. Yeah, we were super excited about that. I know. Look where we are now. Yeah, it only took what twenty years. I know. Now. There's <laughs> Nora. There's uh, Sienna from Lost Stars. There's who else? Um, Yvonne. Uh, Yvonne. Uh, Shara Bay from Shared Empire. Um, uh, I'm missing people. Oh, the um, the chick from uh, Blue Squadron in uh. Spoilers. Force Awakens. Oh, oh. Jessica pa- Jessica Pava, who is me. Yes. That's me. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> It's not it's not spoilers because she was in uh Weapon of a Jedi. Yes, she was in Weapon of a Jedi. That's the Luke fangirl who I believe Jason Fry wrote after me, even though he won't admit <laughs> it. <laughs> um but yeah, there's like five of them. What the cr- and I think there's more in Force Awakens that we don't know their names, so yeah, well, in that in that shot of the Falcon, there are at least two two, lady, two women in X-wing gear. Yes, what a time and to I'm be alive! I'm pretty sure there's at least three more in other various other forms of clothing. So yeah, I think you're going to be pretty good after. What a yeah. time to be alive! <sighs> um, so yeah, Nora, I liked. I didn't really like her son that much, but I think that was supposed to be because he was a fifteen-year-old yeah, brat. <laughs> You gotta have an annoying kid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and honestly, in 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 the realm of EU annoying kids, he's okay. He's yeah. no Kip Jordan. So much worse. <laughs> That's true. He was no Kip Jordan. Uh, he, I mean, he was fine. I I think he'll probably do a lot better in the second. Yeah, second I think if, depending on how much time goes in between the books. Yeah, yeah. We'll let the kid grow up. Yeah, and there was the bounty hunter uh, Jazz. Jazz who. For me, she was just fine. I'm not a huge bounty hunter person, shockingly. Um, and apparently, she's like the niece of someone who was in the Clone Wars. Yeah, she's Sugi's niece. Uh, one of the clones, or one of the bounty hunters, I think, from season yeah. two. So, um, I'm going to Google that because it's Clone Wars. She was fine. I mean, she was fine. I, you know, I liked her and Sinjir. Uh, let's talk about Sinjir. <laughs> I really liked him. <laughs> he was kind of an ass, but yeah, and that right. you know the the whole loyalty officer thing really makes a lot of sense. And I thought yes, that was an interesting way that to was, take it. That was a really cool in inclusion. Like I like that idea, and that it surprised me they've never tried, they've never explored that aspect before, and it makes it makes a lot of sense considering like if you've read Lost Stars, they don't necessarily name a loyalty like use that term but you can tell like how they're indoctrinated so much that that is not far-fetched that they would have yeah yeah so yeah i i I really liked that he was at endor and i really like to see like what happens with him next because he's not necessarily someone who's super loyal to the new republic Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of ways they could play with that there. A lot of places to go. Yeah. Brian, you have anything to say about Sinjir? No. No, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm good on him. I think he covered everything. I just want to talk about my favorite character. Oh, who's your favorite character? Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. <laughs> Is he everyone's favorite character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they took a battle droid and made it awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bones was hilarious and i realized that star wars succeeds when there are crazy droids involved 
And we'll- I think the saddest thing about Mr. Bones is that we won't be able to see him in Rebels because I, I would love to see that animated. Oh my god, I know. Like I'm thinking about all like like Rebels. I like so much more than Clone Wars, and I think one of the reasons why is Chopper. <laughs> and then like I mean, everyone already loves BB-8. And hasn't like you haven't even seen him, and like I think like the prequels were miss missing out on new droids. Like that was yeah. that's the whole flaw of them. Well, it's not the writing; I, it's the it's the droids. I love that everyone is saying, "Oh, what if B?" Or not everyone, but that some occasionally in the Force Awakens, say you get someone like, "What if BB? It's like Jar Jar." BB you know, doesn't speak English, so it's, it's like, impossible. Yeah, it's a robot. Yeah, yeah. It's like people. It's not going to be Jar Jar. We've yeah. heard we've heard the robot squeak yeah he's a really the r2 is it's not quite r2 but it's kind of the r2-esque yes beepings it's like come on people it's a droid it's a bloody it's a bloody droid on a ball and he's adorable he's adorable i i do wish it was a she but i know one day one day (sighs) one day well there's that that one in the droid in um the leia book that's oh right yes but more annoying than 3PO. Let's finally have a female <laughs> more annoying than 3PO. Right. Thanks, Leah. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Bones is pretty awesome. And, like, I think I, I, I liked Aftermath all the way through, like, but it wasn't it wasn't my favorite book. But once I once we got to the end, I really I think that's when I got all in and I really want to read the sequel because I kind of feel like this was the origin story (laughs) for like (laughs) some sort of pseudo Wraith Squadron book. Like all of them getting together. It's it's kind of like a weird Wraith. It's a weird squadron. It's it's the most X-Wing book we've had since an X-Wing book. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing all of those characters having to work together and... uh, Especially Mr. Bones. I was really worried that Mr. Bones was gone completely. <laughs> but then they brought it back. Mr. Bones! I know. There needs to be more Mr. Bones fan art. There does. And Wedge in distress. I want this <laughs> fan art. Um, one of the things I've seen people say a lot is that the book was boring and that nothing happened. Um... Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, so there's basically what we'll call the A plot, which is what is actually happening in the book. A mofference. A mofference, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a person. It is a mofference. Uh, um, I, I think Wikipedia appreciates that. I really mm-hmm. do. And then the interludes. So the main plot is basically... Ray Sloan has called this meeting of Imperials uh, because, you know, the Empire is fragmenting and they need to figure out how to strike back against the New Republic. Nora is coming home to her planet of Akiva. She just wants to get her son and, you know, get out of there. Uh, And then these other people kind of fall in there. Jass is trying to get a bounty on one of the Imperials. Uh, Sinjir is there uh, drinking. <laughs> um, and then they kind of all just, you know, come together like they do. Um, so laying it all like that, it kind of doesn't make sense. People saying that nothing happened. I think what they want to say is what they wanted to happen did not happen. 
Yeah. Which is they wanted to see what Lucan and Leia were doing after Return of the Jedi. Sorry, you're not seeing that anytime no. soon. Yeah, and I think people people are having a really hard time with the idea that the new EU, or whatever we're going to call it, is it has to be very different from the old. The old one had no mo- um, no real movie movie situation going on. There was nothing to build to. Yeah. You know, because the prequels were on the other end of the, they were on the other end of the timeline, you know, they did affect things, but it wasn't Super. a huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the, that, and those were the only stories you were getting with those characters. Now, yeah. we know there's movies, you're not going to get main characters in every book. You're just yeah. not. Well, and I mean, Timothy Zahn was creating yeah. what happened after Return of the Jedi. J.J. Abrams is creating... And the story group are creating what happened after Return of the Jedi, and the EU is just filling in the blanks now, which is what they were always supposed to do. It's just we didn't have books set after Return of the Jedi, or movies set after Return of the Jedi, so Tim Zong could do whatever he wanted, and everyone else could do whatever they wanted. Uh, you can't do yeah. that anymore. It was... It was a free. For, it was really those early EU books. I mean, and they, they, you know, they all went through the same, a lot of the same plots, a lot of the same kind of types of characters, and mm-hmm. you know, people seem to forget how on how just unorganized the early EU was. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Holocron." Well, the Holocron didn't exist right away. Right, it didn't exist till we were at least ten years. I want to say ten years. I'd have to do some double checking, but it, it was a good while. I mean, I remember when. Children of the Jedi came out. We didn't even know where in the timeline Children of the Jedi fell versus Crystal Star, which I think was a book that came out a year before. And that was a huge, that was a huge matter of debate. The freaking timeline of the books. Mm -hmm. I mean, something so basic. We didn't have, you know, the list of this one happens then. We didn't have that list at first. And some of the, sometimes they would tell you like they would set it up. Oh, this is five years after Endor like Zon did. And sometimes it was just eh, wherever. Yeah. And 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 there know, was so I, much conflict no back there. there. Oh yeah. How many secret apprentices did Darth Vader have? <laughs> and like the fact that Zahn and Stackpole actually collaborated on stuff. Yeah, was that a was a big deal. deal. That was, that was a, huge. And like there's a reason every like Kathy Tires would, you know, sent her stuff f- to have Zahn read because she wanted to see how she wrote Mara. That stuff doesn't happen nowadays, you know? Um, and th- that didn't or, really happen well, then. Yeah. yeah. But that didn't yeah, it really... it was unusual that that happened. Yeah. It was unusual that, that Zahn and, and Stackpole, uh, Stackpole and, and later Aaron, um, that they were collaborating to that extent. That was something... And that was something they did on their own. Yeah. They you just know? did it because they did it. So it wasn't... I mean... All the people who are saying, oh, there was, you know, everything was great and everything lined up together. No, it didn't. (laughs) It was spackled together later. There was a real. Trust trust me, I was I was there. I was discussing these things from 96 on. (laughs) Believe me. And yeah. And and, and we were lobbying. You know, we we were telling some like. Granted, sometimes it was over soups. If like, oh, my God, I can't believe he wrote Mars Harris Auburn. (laughs) I admit. But, you know, you, you, you have to. There were so many little minor continuity issues with those books early on. Right. Especially KJ. But, you know, that's me. Yeah. So, yeah. It, <sighs> they, it, I mean, they had to go a very different way. And I, I'm glad that they, you know, focused on characters they could do whatever they wanted with. Because, you know, Chuck Wendig at DragonCon, he mentioned that, you know, he didn't really 
consider killing any characters in aftermath but he is for book two and three so and he can do Uh-oh. he can do it i mean he can do it and and you know the more they concentrate to on building up these original characters the more versatility they have right and that's one thing unfortunately the eu didn't the old eu really didn't have mm-hmm. and they were so not good at building up original characters i mean the fact that mara took off is, is amazing in retrospect yeah and let's talk about that because i a lot of people have have had right you know complained and you know rightly so that one of the things you know they loved about the eu was these certain characters and that you know if they that that's gone away like the whole library of characters has gone away which isn't necessarily true because they can use them if they want but whatever let's say they've gone away but in the beginning they did not reuse characters very often no and and that's that's why i stopped getting attached to them yeah because I was like, those characters never going to come back. Because so and so rarely they so rarely did. Right, like Mara was one of the only ones. Corin did because Stackpole wrote him in I Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peleon came back, um, but that was kind of like everyone was kind of surprised that he he came back. Um, yeah. And really, like a lot of the only characters like came back because Zahn wrote another duology of books. I think mm-hmm. Card was in like a few maybe, but really minor roles. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they were not building up a story of these particular set of characters. And even when Delray got the license and they started doing the New Jedi Order, they weren't necessarily going to use same characters. It was people saying, these are people that we like. Can can you use these characters again? That they and, actually went back and used yeah. a lot of the same characters. And and you'll note that, that Kip Dur- the Kip Durn who starts appearing in the NGO is not the same Kip Durn. No. I mean, they're, they're completely different personalities. Yeah. Because they originally wrote that character as, as someone new. And in fact, Del Rey wanted to do a soft reboot with the NGO yeah. back in the day. Or a real mm-hmm. reboot, not the soft reboot that they ended up doing. They wanted they wanted to start fresh, and mm-hmm. Lucasfilm said, "Yeah, no." Mm-hmm. You so, know, and what would have what? And I wonder now if they had gotten there, if they had they had started, you know, EU two at that point. <laughs> how, where would we be right now? Delray does want to destroy everything. Yeah, the truth just, comes I'm out. Very, I'm very curious about that. I, mm-hmm. I I have to, or if. The comics had had done, you know, because Dark Empire and and heir to the in the Throne trilogy do not merge no, very well. They do not because they were they were both conceived separately mm-hmm. and put out basically. And it wasn't until they were out that I think they were like, yeah, we need to work out where these go. Yeah. Um. You know what would have happened if if Dark Horse had done their own EU and Del Rey did their own EU? You know, people would people be used? You know, the whole multiverse thing actually happened. Yeah. In 1991. That yeah, is... we've been so close so many times to to that happening, and people just they don't realize how amazing it is. We actually got that you went as far as it did. Yeah. So <sighs> the, and the fact that they have are they started right away that they wanted to include a character that had been used before, and then you know Wendig picked Sloan. You know that says a lot about what they're doing now and why the story group is necessary. That they actually want to build up characters and use them at least we know that the aftermath characters they're gonna come back because they've got two more books (laughs) yeah yeah and it's not like it's just the story group that's facilitating all this the authors are still are talking amongst themselves now maybe even more than ever i mean at celebration we ran into jason fry having a 
conversation with um, John Jackson Miller yes. about Ray Sloan. Yeah, because they were, <laughs> you know, Jason Fry was writing a story about a short story about Ray Sloan that's coming up in Rise of the Empire. And like they were talking about, you know, Ray Sloan and we were kind of like, oh, that's why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, we realized why they were talking about race on. But so, yeah, um, you know, and we understand. I understand. Like, yes, I want to know what's happening with Luke and Han and Leia. But you, you will be foolish to think that we are not eventually going to find that out. Yeah. You got you to gotta be patient with this. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not going to get instant gratification. And it's I never, would never I, been that way. I would rather have The Force Awakens come out get some sort of idea of what these characters are doing, and then they can go back and fill in the timeline yeah. with what we know, you know, so they're not messing things up. And they might not because they might decide one day, oh, we want to write a, we want to do a standalone movie about Luke training Jedi. <laughs> like, or, you know, about, you know. Or slap a TV series right yeah, sometime right after, after Return Jedi. of the Jedi. So, Jedi yeah. Academy! <laughs> <laughs> the cw no. oh my god ABC. it would it would be abc family. it would be abc, it would be family. ABC family but also <laughs> if you want to know what the what those three characters are doing uh you can read the young reader books because there's actually some information about them which we'll be talking yeah. about in a few weeks yeah let me just say that every person who's bitching about luke skywalker and the force awakens needs to go read the weapon of a jedi and actually read it and not just complain because there's cool stuff in there. So, yeah. That's all I'm going to say for now. Yeah. It's better than Heir to the Jedi, I promise. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's not saying No much. noodles. Nobody has noodles. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. I I mean, I, there was times when, I, you know, I kind of, I was kind of skimming in the book. But overall, you know, I liked, I liked the plot. Um, and I think also there were sometimes uh, with the interludes that I skimmed. There were some that were kind of just filler. But then there were some of the interludes, like the previously aforementioned hyperspace one, where I was like, ah, this is so good. Um, so, Junk, uh, we can ask you this question. There's an interlude on Tatooine. What was your interpretation of that interlude? Because <laughs> we, uh, we have differing opinions about it. I don't remember the interlude on Tatooine. It involved Mandalorian armor. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's my entire reaction to that. I know. We, Brian, oh, God. I said, Brian, tell me when you're done with the, the Tatooine interlude. And he did. And he was like, so... Is he dead? I'm like, I don't know. That's what I want you to tell me. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go with yes, because that's always, is Boba Fett dead? Yes. That's my default answer. Yeah. Yes. Boba Fett is dead. Again. For real. Boba Fett is dead and his armor is picked up by a lady at some point to wear. I would, I would watch that book. I would not, but you know. <laughs> It'd be an improvement. Um. Well, lots of things would be an improvement. Yeah. But there were also some interludes where uh, they there was one about Coruscant, and then later on they mentioned that they'd liberated Coco Town. So I'm kind of like wondering: so did the Rebel New Republic actually go to Coruscant? I'm I was kind of confused about that, but well, oh yeah, that that's the a good point about the um how the they've kind of reset. Like with the empire being more in the outer rim, and yeah. the, and the new republic, and the is that I'm pretty sure that's new. Uh, with because the, I the think new republic, 
in the co- more well because in the the new republic was more in the core yeah which would remember the senate better probably and the outer and the empire more in the outer rim and it seems to me that it was the opposite right in, in the old eu i mean yeah because they had coruscant and yeah they had yeah and then the 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 remnant was pushed out but um, it it does make more sense considering how much more we know about the old republic now oh yeah and, and um, how it worked and you know all that Right, and there, there's, there is a comment in Lost Stars, I think, where they, they talk about the, the rebels being branded as separatists, which I thought <laughs> was, you know, made, made a lot of sense that they would, yeah, you know, try to call them that. And then, uh, I liked that they reset the Senate to, uh, Chandrilla or however you pronounce, pronounce Mon Mothma's planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, that's new and different. I, I approve. Um, don't know if they'll stay there, but you know, it's different and good and makes sense because they probably wouldn't be able to take Coruscant right away. Cause yeah, that would be, I'm wondering yeah. if we're going to end up seeing that at some point in time. I have to think we would, we will. Yeah. We'll probably hear about it from battlefront first. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, gaming. <laughs> Brian, you're going to play it. I got it covered. <laughs> um, uh, the the uh, Corellia trees uh, interlude was just a huge tease. It was. I saw Coronet City Corellia, and I went, oh my god, Corellia! And then it was just Dengar. <laughs> and I was like, god damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other interludes there were. Well, there was the obvious one at the end. Oh, let me. That wasn't an interlude. That was an epilogue. Ah. Oh, there was the Terrace one with the weird Sith cultists. Yeah, that that was the one that that I I was searching for spoilers on early on. Um, I think there will be interesting. Yeah, that, in that's that's a really just a really interesting thread to dangle. Yeah. Um, and I just wonder if they're setting up there being maybe multiple Vader cult type yeah. things. Maybe the Knights of Ren are only one of many and. This is why I don't like. I'm I'm thumbing through my copy of Aftermath right now. I'm like, this is why I don't like hard copies of books because they don't have table of contents. <laughs> so I'm now logging onto my um, Kindle. So I my Kindle reader. So I can look at the table of contents with all of the handy dandy uh, interlude titles. Okay. Uh, blah blah blah. There's the. Chandrilla, um, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's there was one about um that I thought was interesting where they the kids are going to the academy, and mm, it's been yeah. taken over by the rebels, and they're like, well, you can join the rebels now if you want to, <laughs> you know. Um, and someone said they thought that rebel was Luke, and I was like, no, what? Mm, no. no. Like, uh, there was the there. one on Bespin. Yes. Yeah, okay. isn't that, isn't that the one that's linked to that new mobile game that yes. I'm refusing yes. to play? Yeah, yeah. Uprising. Um, yeah. After after I got sucked into the tops the tops app, I'm refusing to get any more apps yeah. that aren't just like news because I'm not playing any games. <laughs> and then there was the one on feed, which was the little which was the kids getting adopted, which yeah makes me think that Leia would want to adopt like 80 million war orphans probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> Leia's brood of war orphans. Just as long as she's a better parent than she was in the old EU. Oh, well, that's not a very high bar. That's snap. Um, well, it just it just gives them more kidnapping fodder, right? Oh, uh, duh. The most important alert, the one on Jakku. That's the one I was alluding to. Oh, there was one after uh, that. Uh, yeah, so Jakku, it's a dead place. Nothing um, happens there. Except <laughs> there's a battle soon and a Star, Star Destroyer crashes. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, yeah, and, and you actually, you learn more about that in, I don't think we're going to go into it, but you learn more about that in Lost Stars. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. We're going to talk about all one. those on another podcast, but. Yeah, yeah. Because I, by the time you talk about them, I will have forgotten them anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the Star Destroyer that's, you know, that's crashed in the trailer is in Lost Stars. It's not a spoiler because if you look at the cover of the book, <laughs> it kind of tells yeah. you what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> um, on the cover. Yeah. But um, so yeah, Jakku basically, I, I, I liked this one because I felt bad for this guy. Like he lost his whole family. And then he goes to Jakku just to go away because it's a dead planet. And uh, should have gone to Tatooine. I know, right? That was your <laughs> first problem. Uh, and I highlighted this line: "Where you found it, buddy? You don't get more nowhere than here. Where I ain't got no reason to roll up on this rock." And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Irony. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's a giant anvil right there. Yeah. Um. So I, I really like the interludes. Um, it, it was just a quick and clever way to kind of get a 30,000 foot overview of the state of the galaxy. Yes. Yeah, I, I really I really appreciate that. And it, too, it's another way to set this new era apart. You know, that this is obviously not an era. This book is obviously not Air the Empire. And this is the way to kind of just a totally different format. And he said that one of the reasons they did it that way was because that they liked the novel World War Z and wanted mm-hmm. to kind of mock that style as far as the <laughs> Well, you know what? Go. You know what other, speaking of end of the world novels, I think The Stand did a lot of that too in the early parts of The Stand. Yeah, it did. Because, um, yeah, he was checking in on different people with the disease and all that. Mm-hmm. And The Stand is my favorite post-apocalyptic uh, novel, so I don't do zombies. I'm so over zombies, but... <laughs> Done with the Zambies. Uh, Zambies, Zambies! No more Zambies! Yeah. So, um, we have to talk about the ending. And the freaking tease that Chuck Wendig is very mean and made me very angry about that um, we don't know who the Admiral is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the Admiral? Well, I'll I know. Who, I'll tell you who it's not. <laughs> it ain't Thrawn, people. <laughs> That's the most common theory I've seen. It's Snoke. It's totally That's Snoke. Just, yeah, it's it, got to be Snoke. It has to be someone we know of. It has to be someone because they wouldn't Or hide someone it. we will know of on December 18th. Yeah, well, that's yes. what I mean. It's. I mean, it has to be someone important. It can't just be random character you've never heard of before it's the same thing with fulcrum when everyone was like who is fulcrum and people were like it could be a new character i'm like no, no it's you not. don't you don't hide it if it's not that important yeah it's a so i mean even i who never watched the covers or barely watched i'm like that's ahsoka yeah it's gotta be ahsoka yeah so it's definitely someone we've heard of before and the fact that we haven't seen snoke makes sense you know yep but it like, but then it makes me wonder like, 
because like it's still like oh, I still don't know so many much about these people and like so is he with the First Order or the Knights of Ren or both like are they are they aligned together like yeah, I don't know how that works exactly well a lot of the, the, the Kylo Ren stuff is like he's allied with the First Order ah okay so kind so of like how I, the Sith were allied with the Empire yeah I guess you and, but where Snoke falls in that you know where does Snoke fall in that? And we don't know yet because he has a very military style title. You know, what was it? Supreme Leader. Supreme Leader. Yep. It's very military, you know, very of that nature. It's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a very knightly title. You know, yeah. he's not Lord. So General Hux is just, is just the head of that particular base where Snoke is kind of the head honcho dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Or the power behind the throne, whoever, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He's got a big green head. Yeah. And, I mean, and the fact, too, that they haven't, they didn't mention his name and they didn't describe what he looked like at all mm-hmm. is telling. I'm going to laugh so hard if Snoke ends up being a chist. Oh, my God. That would be the best troll in the entire world. <laughs> He's not a chist. I know. But I'm just saying. I'm, it would be hilarious. Well, I, I, you know, remember, remember those early uh, concepts from for rebels and how they yes. had uh, what's his name being a uh, yeah Callus. Callus was, was it the Inquisitor or Callus? Callus was Chiss. Yeah, I would have. Like, that would be so cruel. I it's like it's like if they stuck a redhead in the Force Awakens, <laughs> like a well, female. I should say a female redhead. It would just be really cruel. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> glad they didn't do that. Um, so yeah, we have to wait to find out who he is. If we do. I'm wondering, will we find out after Force Awakens? Or just, will they just make us wait until after Matt 2? you know, next fall. Yeah, we'll get... If after Matt 2 isn't coming out until next fall, I doubt they'll do anything with him before that. I could see them, if it is Snoke, after the movie comes out, do a, uh, insider short. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So aftermath two and three, what do we think will happen? Are they gonna? F- I'd imagine they're gonna follow the same people because they kind of set it up as far as these people are gonna go off and do stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Nora still wants to find her husband, and I'm gonna assume that he's still alive somewhere because he's on the Lusankia. Ah, oh, shut up! <laughs> no, no, not the Lusankia. The Lucid Sankini. <laughs> <laughs> something that sounds just like it but isn't it because that's how this works now uh i'm i'm personally rooting for a uh mr bones and hk 47 buddy cop <laughs> book chuck said he can't write that already he tried to get hk 47 in there he did try to get hk 47 in there and he was denied so don't blame him um yeah i i'm i'm I think it's pretty much certain that Nora's husband is still alive somewhere um, because you don't just dangle that without following it up and seeing a whole nother like brainwashing thing would be interesting. Yeah, Um, we can do that. Will they go? I'm wondering if they're going to keep the whole format with the interludes. I kind of hope so. I I like I like it. Yeah. Um. So I hope it allows, that sticks around. Yeah. 
it, it does allow you to get a glimpse at what, you know, Han and Chewie and Lando, and as well as all these other random people well, it, are doing. It does without what, having to give them a full story. Yeah, and it does what um it does what really the last seven years of the expanded universe didn't do that well. Show the galaxy at yeah, large. Yeah, and make the galaxy actually feel like a big lived in place. Yeah. Because yeah. everything was set on Coruscant. Everything. Everything was set on Coruscant. <laughs> But yeah, I I hope I hope they stick to it, and I I do hope we get to see more of Wedge and more of other characters that we know who they are, you know, <laughs> or you know, characters that we've seen before. You know, come on, that would be nice. It would it would be cool to get some sort of Shattered Empire crossover because the whole comic will be out. Once Chuck starts writing, I could see some of those characters making an appearance in the next yeah. aftermath. Book. If they don't die, well, it's they don't roughly die. they they could they could make it work. Yeah, depends on how much longer yeah. aftermath lasts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if they take up right away, if they wait a while, who knows? Mm-hmm. So. So far, as far as we've only really gotten this book and Shattered Empire and a few little bits in Lost Stars, but yeah. post Return of the Jedi landscape, how do we grade it so far? Uh, I mean, given how early it is, this is as promising really as anything I could hope for. Um, there's some new characters in there. The setting is there's a good established setting to work with. Um, I, it's it's a big sandbox they can play with right now, and I think it's a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely and it's definitely a start. And you know, we're not getting a full story here because there's still so much dangling. Um, but yeah, it's I'm all for it. Let's get more. Yeah, I I mean I don't know about you, Dunk, but while I was reading Aftermath, I just kept thinking like it reminded me of being twelve <laughs> and. <laughs> Sitting and reading all about after Return of the Jedi because that's 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 my jam. That's my that's my that's my era, and well. <laughs> and that's why I'm like I mean obviously I'm gonna want to know what Luke and is doing. You know I'm already invested in the Force Awakens characters without even knowing anything about them. But like I mean this it's just there's something about this time period that makes me super nostalgic and it I'm really excited to learn. More it's about it's it. not yeah it's nice not being kind of sick of everything yeah you know not saying oh god this again oh god are we still trying to make you know Jaina happen <laughs> you know it it stop it trying like, to make fetch happen <laughs> yeah it yeah you know it's too late man um it just it feel it does it feels like a fresh start it feels like we're we're something new but with echoes of the old but not enough to kind of annoy annoy you yeah and that, that's something i really like about aftermath is tonally it's kind of like greatest hits of legends yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of familiar themes and feelings that are in this book that harken back to some of my favorite books um from the legends timeline yeah. but it's not you know you can't map it out you can't say oh this is true Sabakura because yeah. it's yeah. totally different yeah I, but you I know. mean, like, and a lot of it isn't necessarily completely different. I mean, you know, it's still after Endor. There's still a war going on. They're still trying to figure out their territory. I mean, it's all very familiar, uh-huh. but different. And, like, 
I kept thinking to myself, you know, yes, there are things about Legends I'm going to miss. Yes, I love those stories. Yes, I will reread the Thrawn trilogy, you know, often. But how awesome is it that we're getting a whole nother set of stories set during yeah. the same time? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And how, yeah, how great is it that we can, we, we can have this just to start over knowing what we didn't know. Yeah. Then. I mean, think of how many, okay. So I, I think we, I think Pablo talked about this one point about how at no one knows that Vader is Luke's father and Leia's father. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everyone know. Everyone knows. knows. And it's like, how did that get skipped over in the expanding universe? That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How much story potential is in that little yeah. fact? And like, and, and Brian and I have been talking a lot about how like, you know, because we, you know, we, we don't, we haven't talked about, we don't keep up with the spoilers, but we speculate all the time because that's what we do. And I'm like, the whole idea of like, you know Luke I think Luke would want people to know the truth where Leia would be like hell no I don't want people to know that and and the the rebellion leadership probably would be like eh let's not tell people Darth Vader was your dad (laughs) and like I love the whole possibility of like what do people in the galaxy know and like and there's something in Weapon of a Jedi where the the X-Wing pilot woman tell says oh yeah luke skywalker he defeated the emperor and doesn't say anything about vader or like him being vader's kid so i'm like hmm what's common knowledge in the galaxy you know yeah i and and then the fact that they can know about padme and their history and not can find that out and not have you know r2 show it to them 20 years (laughs) after the fact that's the worst because thing we didn't ever. know until then. I think yeah, that's yeah. Ac- I think that's a detail that's actually dumber than old Republic Jedi coming out of the woodwork later. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god. I was like I was both so excited for that because like I'm like finally they can know about her, but then it was like yeah, that shouldn't they should just never have known. And then all of a, and then like they wrote it back in like older books where Luke's like, "Oh yeah, I knew about this all the time." I'm like, "No, you did not. Shut up." <laughs> Yeah. Shut up, Troy Denning. No, you did not. He did not know about that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so the fact that they can know all this stuff and they could write it all into the story, that's yeah. a good thing. And they're oh, yeah. and they're gonna keep the stuff that works. Like they're not going not going to use a Legends character just to be spiteful. Like if it fits, they'll do it. You know that's mm-hmm. they've they've said that all the time. Like and like. The f- like yes, Wedge is a character from the films, but I think to most people he's a character from the books. So the fact that they used Wedge in the first book is a hugely <laughs> positive sign for me. You mm-hmm. know, because I'm I'm sorry, like Chuck said, he's kind of a has no personality in the movies. <laughs> I think he emotes once. Look at the size of that thing. And he goes, wow, good shot, Jansen. Yeah. Mara, you're up. That means we're done. <laughs> <laughs> She's our alarm. <laughs> I'm talking too long. All right, let's wrap it up there. Uh, Dunk, where can we find you online? Uh, clubjade.net and at clubjade on Twitter. Not clubjade.com. Not clubjade. <laughs> Don't go I love there. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
Alrighty, this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and Patreon. Check out the links on the site and uh, and uh, support us, help us keep the lights on. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we are the Tashi Station Network. We are available on the iTunes Store and Stitcher. If you like what you hear, do leave a review. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thank you for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, my God.